What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grind Season. Uh, my name is Anthony Sane. I'm here, of course, with my co-host and good friend Jason Smith of the Jason and John podcast, which you can hear on 92.9 ESPN. Of course, they are a uh, Odyssey station. You guys listen to Grind Season, which is an Odyssey podcast. Listen to us on the free Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts. We are here for episode number 37, I believe. Our second full video show for YouTube as well. But I watched the last YouTube show. I felt semi-famous, Jason Smith. I feel like <laughs> I was watching some on Grind City Media or something. <laughs> <laughs> Quarter famous, bro. Quarter <laughs> Not semi-famous. Yeah, <laughs> it ain't quite a grind city media production level style. We, uh, we gotta keep we gotta keep grinding, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was up, man. That was up. But uh Jason Smith, how you doing today, bro? Uh everything is good. Welcome to this uh morning edition mm-hmm. of Grind. Yeah, boy, it's a little Scotty Pippen, a little more Scotty Pippenish. Got the coffee this morning instead of the Coke. So uh yeah. as a result of the time, uh I may be a little more of a refresh saying than we usually Maybe so. I got all I got all of it, man. I'm ready. I'm I'm bouncing off the walls because it's caffeine. Let's go. Yeah, I'm having a good day, man. Yes, my last couple of days been kind of rocky. Uh I, I recently purchased a car and um yeah, I was at work last week and one of the young ladies there needed a boost off. And me being one of the men, not only men, but one of the elder statesmen, being a you know older man in my 40s, saw a younger lady needed help. So I said, Let me help this young lady. Try attempted to boost the lady's car off Jason Smith, and I found out. So I'm used to driving an older car, Jason Smith. And, and when the car I got now, I come to find out I wasn't supposed to boost this lady's car up. Messed up something in my whole little battery system. Oh, Had no. to get that replaced. But shout out to my people at Carway on Summer Avenue. My boy Michael Carew sold me the car and made sure I was straight. Go check out Carway, man. They, they took care of me. They, I was stressed out, uh, Jason Smith, but they took care of me, man. The, the good people over there. And oh, I know it's a, uh, it's a mechanic shortage in the city of Memphis. I think all of them work at Carway because it was like 10 different dudes. They will put working on car at the same time. I don't know where they get all these mechanics from because you go in other lot, they shorthanded. But uh it's probably a testament to the great work they do out there at Carway. I'm good, I'm refreshed, getting ready to head out to uh, Nashville in the morning to go see my daughter, and I'm confident my car is gonna get me there safely. Um, we are uh, having another episode of uh grind season again. Uh, just to let you guys know what you can expect in today's show. Of course, we're gonna talk about the big news of the day. Uh, John, since the last time we talked, at least, that John Morant has a return date set and when he can come back to the team. We're going to talk about that. Uh, I'm going to take a victory lap, just to let y'all know from my, some of my predictions on how I thought this whole thing would play out. Uh, we're going to talk about, of course, the Jalen Rose interview. We're going to talk about the people hating on John Morant, finding the old Instagram post when he was 13 years old, these type of things. Uh, the Trista Cricks of the world. Shout out to Odyssey uh, uh, podcaster. Uh, Trista Quick for <laughs> getting her jabs in at John Morant. We'll talk about that and uh, how John coming back ultimately will affect the team going forward. Enough of the off the court stuff. We're going to talk about how this team can benefit by getting their guy back. Um, somewhere in the middle, we'll talk about an ugly loss that the Grizz had to the Miami Heat. Jason Smith, 
and we'll wrap it up. It's just kind of an NBA wrap up, talk about some things going on around the league, uh, specifically Michael Jordan um, looking to sell his minority share of the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Majority the- share. Majority I said, share. I said minority, his majority yeah. share, my bad. We'll talk about that as well as um, the MVP race might be looking a little different as well as the defensive player of the year race. We'll talk about that today and more here on Grind Season. Uh, Jason Smith will already checked in with you. You said you're good. I'm good. So let's go ahead and hop into it. Uh, the news of the day, of course, since the last time we talked, is that um, the NBA decided to suspend John Morant for six games. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, eight games. Six of those, which includes games that he's already, you know, taking time away from the team, plus an additional two, uh, meaning he'll be back eligible by March the 20th to uh, return with the team. He's eligible to play if he wants to, but knowing how the Grizzlies do things, even before this came out officially, we knew, well, it's probably not the game Jaw's going to play. They're going to take a, a couple games to rev him up, probably, and you'll see him very soon after the 20th. Um, I'm going to take a victory lap, Jason Smith. I was telling everyone, relax. I even made a prediction. I said, I think that John Morant will be back by March the 20th at home on a Friday night against the Houston Rockets. And if you look at the 20th, that's the game when he can come back. You add two more games to that to get him revved up. And that's March the 24th. Shout out to me, the, the man who calms the masses, the voice of the voiceless, the tribal chief of Grizz Twitter himself, for telling y'all how I felt this was going to go. And damn near Jason Smith, it played out exactly the way I said. Jason Smith, how would you like to give me props today? Uh, very impressive on your part. Because, again, I don't know how, you know, with the way this thing went. I mean, I guess, I guess you know, you you did. I mean, you know, you could you could make an educated guess. You could, you could mm-hmm. uh, in terms of how the NBA was going to weigh in, because it had to have its say in the fact yeah. that it went along pretty much with what he sat, what the Grizzlies have done. You know, there was no guarantee of that. So it's very, you know, yeah. to get the time frame. Uh, very impressive on your part, saying because I had no idea, honestly, and and I and I think at some points we'd started to lean towards, and and really it was when Dylan Brooks uh, had said this is our squad going into the playoffs that it left a little bit of maybe just a little bit of fear in the back of your mind that at least for the regular season there might not be no more job Morant. So it's now uh, credit to you on, on the uh, on 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 nailing when the return uh, would be, and then. Mm-hmm. No, in terms of for the Grizzlies in the season, it's obviously great news. You know, you do, yeah. you know, you you hope that that was enough time for Ja to make the sort of corrections he needs, both for yeah this season and whatever the Grizzlies can be, but more so for himself, right? That that that, that was enough time, uh, mm-hmm. time off, time away, whatever it is. That this isn't going to be something that's taken lightly by him. And I don't, you know, frankly, with 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 uh, everything that's come back to him, you know, and we mm-hmm. always said, you know. You're going to get back in this universe, kind of what you put out. But I don't see with everything that's come back, with all the criticism, some to an, an extent that's been unfair, how he could take this lightly. How this time, you know, he, 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 he you know, doesn't make the changes necessary. So, uh, again, that's a hope. That's a that's a that's mm-hmm. at this point. But uh, I'm hopeful Dry Morant was gone long enough and has lost enough at this point and has had his let, let's be real, his, his reputation uh, tainted in some ways. Uh, certainly fixable, uh, not not irreparable, but with all of that, man, I'm just hoping that 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 change comes more so again for him uh, in everything he can be uh, than anything else about this season or or what the Grizzlies could do th- this year. Right, of course. Wednesday, um, I was elated. I was out to eat, and I saw the tweet from Jalen Rose, uh, the preview of him 
and John Morant. And I thought, who who would be better to uh, represent John uh, correctly to do this uh, interview the most justice? The first words that would come out of John's mouth. Um, Jalen Rose, of course, shared one of the most poignant, uh, relatable uh, videos as far as his opinion of the whole John Moran situation. And I felt that he would do a good job of doing it. Um, the video came out late that night after the Warriors and the Clippers played of the actual um, interview. And then the full interview came out uh, yesterday, uh, Thursday, the next day after the, the the edited version. I watched every version of it all the way through. Um, people have mixed opinions about it. Um, and I'll just say this as I hand it over to you. Um, all things considered, first, it was just good to hear Jaron. I mean, it's good to hear Josh speak just to hear him say something about uh, what he's been going through over the last 10 days and uh, what he's put himself through, uh, which is also something I'll give as a testament to Ja. He admitted, you know, that he he's not a victim in this, and it, these are things that he's made honest mistakes on. Um, I think it was good to hear that. Um, Jenna Rose was a little uh, DJ Vladish, uh, for those of y'all who know who DJ Vlad is, uh, some of the interrogation questions like whose gun was it <laughs> and all these type of things that he was asking. Uh, th those things were kind of funny. But in total, I think the interview was fine. There were some things, you know, Josh just wasn't going to say, uh, regardless of who the interviewer was. Um, but I do like that he was admitting his error throughout of it. He, he admitted that he's still, you know, a work in progress. Those, a lot of people get criticizing him, uh, criticizing the whole situation. Like, what can you get done in 10 days? And 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 uh why are we up why is he up here like he's fine now and all those type of things but i just applaud him for admitting that he had a problem and that he's on the road to trying to figure those things out yeah there's accountability which is what you wanted to see Ja had been very defensive in terms of some of these previous incidents in terms of uh you know the gun you know the the alleged gun incident Jai, you know stood firm that listen this is sort of an attack on not just me but mm -hmm. us whereas with this it was it was a different job was one that was more humble obviously uh, contrite, all that. And so that was good to see. I'll say this saying on Jalen Rose and the questions, for, 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 this is very simple for, for, I'm not, I'm not speaking to you yeah. uh, specifically, but y'all yeah. understand Jalen was not prying and you got to understand too, that Ja understood that the gun question was coming. You yeah. get, there's two sides to this. Jalen Rose gets something because he's getting an exclusive interview with Ja Morant after mm. defending him publicly, right? right? He gets the exclusive interview that everybody wants to see. Jalen Rose goes in and he's the one asking the questions. As a return for that, he's got, he, he, he lets Ja know beforehand, I guarantee you, look, I have to look like a tough questioner. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, because of my role in this situation, I can't look like some simp that's right. throwing you softballs in this exclusive interview. Right. I've got to ask you some quote unquote tough questions. I guarantee you that yeah. was discussed beforehand. And yeah. so Ja was not yeah. caught off guard by yeah. that question about who's going to. In fact, he was expecting it so he could say not my gun, at least answer that part right. of the narrative. And so, listen, I thought it was handled well on both both sides. And you got to understand there was a business deal to that. There was a reason for, for those Memphians that are offended by Jalen asking him if that Memphians and outside of Memphis, because I've seen some of that on Twitter, mm -hmm. understand that that's part of the deal. That's yeah. part of, you know, John Morant getting that platform to say what he wants to say, but that's also giving Jalen Rose his sort of credibility to say, hey, I'm going to do this interview and I'm not just going to softball him right. or fan him. For, for so, so that was very important. I did think, though, like I thought Josh said the most of the right things. You know, the one thing about it is it, he did sound like, okay, I've got it figured out now. You know, I, now it's it's all good and I'm back. 
Whereas, you know, it, I would have advised him to say, hey, kind of what he said after we're not concerned about anybody in the West, kind of how he changed the tone and said, we're a work in progress, sort mm -hmm. of that. Not again to give yourself room to make another mistake, but just because you don't want to be held up to some standard that now you have to be perfect. It's it, right. it you, you could have said, hey, it's a process. This is where I've been weak and need to get stronger, and I'm going to work towards that. I just right. thought, you know, you give yourself less leeway when you say, hey, man, I've got it figured out now. That said, it had to happen. And the tone, which was one of accountability, one of I messed this up was necessary, saying so. Listen, it, it was uh, it was important to do. And again, I just hope uh, that that there is real that that Ja understands uh, the need for real change. Yeah, I, I kind of implied a lot of that. Uh, not that he particularly said it, but kind of some of the other words he used in the tone he was using. It kind of came off to me like he was letting people know, you know, this isn't a one time thing. I would not be surprised that if there was um, additional sessions set up for him. Right. If that's something that could be done, you know, remotely or whatever. Um, I'm sure that they gave him valuable tools, man. Um, just being transparent. Uh, in my divorce, I remember we we had to go to several sessions of counseling, several reincarnation of counseling. You know what I mean? Um, you know, during the marriage, the tough times in the marriage, the divorce, all those, all these type of counseling, and you you're constantly learning. You're constantly, you know, uh, reconditioning yourself. It's just like a car. It's kind of like if you've never taken your car to get a tune up, and you get one for the first time, like man, my car drives amazing now. You can't just say, okay, I'm good forever. You should regularly get tune-ups on your car, constantly get oil changes, all those I'm types of things. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely that type of thing. And there was a young lady um, on my Twitter feed that was sharing, you know, more about how therapy actually works and how it's, it's a constant it's a constant thing, you know what I mean? And I'm sure Ja understands that. Um, but uh, like I said, the interview was fine to me. Um, I was just glad to hear him speak to kind of share his story um just ready to see him back man ready to see him back with the team um glad that he's because sometimes man the, the therapy was good the suspension is good but sometimes just realizing what all you could have lost sometimes is the best help you need and i think he gets that if, if nothing else i think he realizes how irresponsible he's been over the past you know year or so and how those actions kind of affect him i think that he just seeing him that humble yesterday really, you know, stood out to me. Well, it, it may cost your team a chance of holding down the two spot, which is mm -hmm. home court through the first two rounds. It may, mm -hmm. it may, th this may add to that if the Kings go on to get the 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 number two, and then mm -hmm. you may have cost yourself forget forget what you what you might have done. You may have cost yourself forty million, like we've talked right. about. So so he's there's already possible damage done, and that's why it can't be a oh I might have lost this if I hadn't, no it's got no I I did I've lost this and, yeah and, and, yeah I'm you hoping that the, thing. yeah I'm hoping that the broadcasters and the sports writers still vote him all NBA, but with the time missed with the the narratives and the the multiple incidents, you got to know that there's a good chance he's not making all NBA, yeah. so he's already cost himself uh, individually, but also his team possibly especially if you're not holding on to number two. Like we could say, you get job back yet, you know, playoffs are still there. What You can be what you be. But there was a good chance to hold down that two spot. And with the time that he's been going, obviously, uh, you know, you, you've, you've cost yourself possibly. Uh, yeah. You've cost your team, not just yourself. Yeah. Um, all in all, uh, everything's been good uh, about the interview. A lot, of, a lot of people spoke about it. There's been a lot of criticism about it. We talked about some of that just then. People are going to do that, man. Because when it comes down to ESPN, if Stephen A. Smith was asked, hey, Stephen A., we need you to do this job interview, he would have done it 
and he'd have been, oh, Jai did a massive job with me. And you, you would have heard all those type of things. It's a lot of it probably is people feeling some type of way that Jalen Rose did get such a big interview for something that's been such a massive story over the last uh, few weeks or whatever. Uh, Trista Creek put her video out. That's what Trista does, man. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, but you got, but you have to keep it. And you know, we 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 were off this week from our show, so we didn't talk to her on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll get a chance to talk to her next Tuesday. You have to keep it factual. You have to keep your text yeah. factual, though. She was, and she was that, doing the most. In that, that. that Houston High incident, John Morant did not have a gun. He was not accused of having a gun yeah. in the Houston High. And so you're, and you're he was at his house, man. If he's a guy, if he's at it on his property and he carries a gun, like this, it, okay, okay, yeah, but yeah, in the. <laughs> Whatever thought he saw a gun on on the man that was with Ja, not Ja, mm-hmm. and 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 yeah. in her tank, it's Ja's gun. Ja had a gun here. That, mm-hmm. No, no, this uh, and, and in this case, the police didn't even uh, didn't find evidence or whatever it right. was. And so you right. you have to keep the takes factual. But that's yeah. again saying you said the word that that's what's going to happen in a, in in two thousand twenty three in in uh, for those that follow the NBA and in America basically that. Forget facts. They, you know, when you've got multiple incidents, the things are going to get conflated. Yeah. That get thrown out the window. The narrative becomes right, uh, the guy has a gun everywhere he goes. You know what I'm saying? That right. and that's you know that was naturally going to happen because of the place right. that guys put himself. But that said, you know, for for yeah. for the media folks, man, you have to at least keep your takes factual. Uh, right. And so she, you know, some of those facts she she got mixed up and yeah, and all over. Now, um, I like I like what Trista does. You know, she's she's pretty good at what she does. I like her hustle, but. What I, what I was saying was she's one of those content creators where you're just making stuff to kind of get a pop, to get people buzzing or sharing your stuff or talking about your stuff. And with that, man, you kind of throw the rules out the window. That's, you know, today. that's <laughs> today's media, though. Yeah, that's what media looks like these yeah. days. Man. You know what I mean? So yeah. not, that's not a knock at her. That's her style. She's one of many people who that's that's what they do. Um, so, you know, I'm not, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah. Um, I, I let people say what they have to say because at the end of the day, Jai has to get better, and only he can, um, only he can prove that he's fixed or right or getting towards being right or work in progress, whatever. He's ultimately the person going to determine all that, regardless of what everyone is saying, regardless of what he even did. He still has opportunity to redeem himself and fix all those things. Um, now, on the court stuff, uh, we both think the job won't be back by the twentieth. We're probably saying a couple games later. The 24th against Houston at home. I mean, you end up being right about the the day after it comes back. For real. Right. Um, if you look at it, um, you got you got Dallas. Luca might be. You might get Luca and Kyrie back. Even with those two guys back, I'm not going to call it a loss. I'm not impressed with this Dallas team at all. You got Houston two games at home. You should get those games. Jaw's going to be back on the court. You get your leader back. You get your leading scorer back. You know he's going to have a energy boost when he comes out. The crowd's going to go crazy. I've requested every game. <laughs> I've requested every game from the 20th up until the 26th, I believe, which is when I'm going out of town anyway to go see the team. So I plan on being in the building. What do you think about the impact of Ja coming back with the last 10 to 12 games left in the season? Like you said, Denver's right there with you. Two, three, you guys are right there trading back and forth depending on what night it is. How do you think the season will play out with Ja coming back in? Uh, it's going to give you a chance to, to 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 grab, to go back up and grab two. Sacramento's now a half game ahead of you. Like we said, you haven't – it's not done yet. Sacramento hasn't locked down the number two seed. There's still an opportunity to get that. And I think just saying – just because of what we've seen in the splits 
road and home. It's so important that the Grizzlies get that too. Cause like mm-hmm. we mentioned, that's home court through the first two rounds of the playoffs. You put the Grizzlies at home, uh, home court for the first two rounds, bro, they got a chance to advance. Uh, they've been that good. I think it's still second yep. best home record in the league this year. And so again, having John Morant back, uh, even with the news about Steven Adams and the reevaluation, hopefully into the regular season, maybe getting back Brandon Clark out, you know, having job back helps offset that. We've seen like uh, you talked about that Miami game. They had no horses, man. They didn't have the firepower. And so mm-hmm. uh, at home, that's different. Role players are playing better there. Uh, but you need John Morant back if you're going to uh, go back up and catch Sacramento. Like we said, it's only a half game right now. But the thing is, that Sacramento team's second best record, or, or perhaps it's tied for best record since the uh, All-Star break. They are on absolute fire. And I know their schedule is technically tougher than the Grizzlies the rest of the way. But uh, at this point, that's a Sacramento team. It looks like if if you uh, if you want to continue to you know sort of tread water here, uh, they're going to pass you up and hold down that two spot. So saying I'm uh, I answer your question by saying I'm hopeful that John Morant being back for at least the last you know ten or so games is going to give them a chance to uh, to to go back up there and keep that two seed. It's so important. Uh, again, there's a you know three yeah home court first round, but big difference between two and three in terms of yeah. uh, having home court through those first two rounds of the playoffs. Right, definitely for sure. Uh, you guys, of course, are watching in grind season here on the uh, free Odyssey app here at Anthony Sane and Jason Smith of the Jason and John show. You mentioned the Grizzlies did have a tough loss on Wednesday against the Miami Heat, a 138-119 loss. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. led the team in scoring that night, 29 points, nine rebounds. Uh, only had one block. We'll talk about Jaron's block numbers uh, later on in the show. Um I don't really have much to say about this game. Desmond Bain was ejected in the third quarter for uh, gave a little ball shot to uh, Kevin Love. Uh, a lot of people were saying that that's not that it wasn't worth getting ejection for. I think I agree as well. Don't really care. Tough loss. Um, not very really much I could pull from this game other than teams like Miami. They slow you down in the half court. They're super strong, super physical, super experienced. We struggle with these type of teams. Uh, Miami, we've always had a hard run against Miami, regardless of who they put on the court sometimes. They shoot the ball well from three. Um, just a tough loss. Uh, you would, would have wanted to get more maybe uh, from Matthias Jones, probably more, more from Dylan. Dylan was one of four from three, three or seven from the field. Um, just a tough game to lose against Miami. Not really stressing about it. I'm just trying to get to the finish line with everybody back. With Jaron, I mean, with Ja back uh, for sure. I, I'm one of the people, Jason Smith, I believe that if things go well, I would not be surprised for Steven Adams to be ready for the playoffs. Like, I, I mean, probably a long shot, but I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Um, David Ryder continued to emerge, had eight points of the night. Zaire Williams, we mentioned this off the air. In garbage time, I'll admit, but to see anything positive from Zaire uh, really is exciting. I do a lot of huffing and puffing about John Conchart, about how he gets too many minutes. If Zaire Williams was good this year, there wouldn't be much discussion about a John contract because Zaire can he can play the two he can play the three mm-hmm. six nine six ten kids. Some people saying he's six foot eleven. It just you know I mean if if he was good it would it wouldn't be anything to talk about. Hopefully he can get going. Probably not going to see him ready for the playoffs in this short amount of time. That's ready, um, but I do like the emergence of David Roddy, like we talked about in the last show. He's been really coming with it. Um, like I said, disappointing loss, but you know, there are of course some things you can pull positively from this team, even in a loss. Yeah, that you know, uh, as far as uh 
you're right. There, there's very little it felt like you could pull. I thought I thought getting the I, I was about to say the the scrubs, but uh, the end of the bench guys, guys like Zaire oh, Williams, guys like Zaire Williams that need confidence. Pete Prentical was saying it on the broadcast at that point in the game. You know, it, it, if you can find anything, any silver lining, just seeing the bucket, the the ball go in the bucket for mm-hmm. Zaire Williams. Hopefully for his confidence, that was a good thing. Because other than that, it's a throwaway game. What's crazy about that game? You scored forty-two points in the fourth quarter, still lost by nineteen. That's how one-sided that game was. It wasn't even as close as the nineteen would suggest. But in the end, there you were getting some guys in that were, um, like we said, hopefully uh, uh, building on confidence. Namely, Zaire Williams. That that's the main thing. The only thing. The the crazy thing about this is, saying I mentioned this to you off air. If they can take care of business today against the Spurs, they're nine-point favorites on the road. They can finish this road trip. Two and one, and right. go to four and three without John ja Morant. And so, right. if you you know if you, if you consider the fact that a lot of that without Brandon Clark, uh, all without Stephen Adams, you know this could be in fact at two and one really technically your best road trip of the season. Like you've had a two and two, uh, you went two and zero oh at a couple of spots, but uh, for a bad road team all year, two and one without John ja Morant, you would take that all day long. Hopefully, the Spurs are are ready to lay down. Uh, later on tonight when they play, because mm-hmm. like you said, you, you talk about salvaging things to go two and one on this road trip uh, would represent your best year. Now, I'm not going to go as far as to say what Taylor Jenkins said, that basically without John ja Morant, we found some things about ourselves uh, in terms of togetherness that maybe we didn't know, uh, because hopefully, you know, he, he tried to say more this could be a good thing for other guys. Um you know, you you had mentioned to, that it's easier maybe for him to coach the team. I was thinking about your point uh, earlier this week that's maybe it's right. easier for him to coach the team when Jaws away. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a little credence in what he said that he learned a little bit more about him. Um, that said, I'm just happy with the fact that you got a chance to go two and one on this road trip, go to four and three without Ja Morant, mm-hmm. and then hopefully have him back soon. And so again, mm-hmm. Miami was one thing. Uh, they're getting in playoff mode. Hopefully, San Antonio. Uh, we're representing an opportunity tonight to get an easy win. And maybe more confidence for young guys like Zaire. Maybe you handle it in such a fashion that you can get some of these, right. you know, some of these less lesser played guys out there. Keep keep getting Roddy out there. That feels important mm-hmm. because yep. to your point, that feels like something that maybe you can pull from in the playoffs if you yep. can keep him playing at a high level going in. And so again, hopefully good. for some of those guys, man, it's a it's a it's a chance not just get a win tonight, but to keep some some momentum sort of rolling for those guys. Yeah, so I said twelve. It's actually fourteen games left in the season. Um, you mentioned um, games ahead of time, games we have left. Just a quick look at the next five or six games. You got the Spurs on tonight. Spurs are tanking. Greg Popovich might say, "Damn, all that disagrees." I want to beat these dudes. <laughs> well, it'll, it'll, probably, it'll probably be an easy win tonight. The Spurs yeah. ain't beating nobody. You got the Spurs tonight. You got the Warriors at home on tomorrow night. That's gonna be a big game. Um, we beat them handily last time. You still know job or whatever. That could be a big win if you could pull that one out at home and just kind of solidify, you know, turn things around against that Warriors team. Exactly. Evens the season right. series, too. You uh-huh. know, put it at two. We got the Mavericks here Monday, the first game that Josh eligible. We both say he won't play that game. Two games against Houston here at home. You can kind of make some hay over this next, you know, week or so, expecting that job will probably be playing next Friday here at home. Then they go out on the road against Atlanta, a team that's, you know, you don't know what version of that team you're going to get. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how we fare over the next few games. Um, and whether, whether uh, t- 
Taylor Jiggins think this team is gelling at the right time or being shorthanded is, is making things better for them, possibly, or whether it might be a little easier coaching this team, coaching this, this group of personalities with John Morant being removed from it. I'm just glad to see number 12 back um, with this team coming very soon. Um, he, gave, he went through some tough moments that were self-inflicted. Not going to act like he's a victim of anything, but I'm glad to see John Morant back, hoping he has those tools to take this team through this final stretch of the regular season and into the playoffs. You guys, of course, are listening to Grind Season, uh, the Grind Season podcast here on the Odyssey Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. is Anthony Sane along with Jason Smith. Our final segment of the show for our final show of the week, uh, just going to do a quick NBA rundown of some NBA news, quick thoughts on it to get you guys up out of here and enjoy the rest of your day, the rest of your weekend. Michael Jordan um, announcing that he is attempting to share his majority share of the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, some dude from the Atlanta Hawks or somebody else, whatever. I don't really care about the the, the details with that. But I will say, um, for a man who, if you want to have the debate about who's the greatest of all time, I think Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. I think, the Michael, I think LeBron James is right there by him. I'll let you guys debate about that. If you want to debate about that, if you if you don't say Jordan's number one, you're saying he's one B or he's number two. You're not. He's one of the greatest players of all time. No one with a brain will argue any different. He's been successful as a, as an athlete, of course. He's been successful with the Jordan brand marketing, blazing trails for every player as a as an endorser, including LeBron James, including whoever you want to name, including Tiger Woods. Michael Jordan created all of that. You know, what I mean, there's a movie coming out about his marketability. Uh, you know, I got to see that movie, too. It's going to be tough. Um, success on and off the court. He's got a cologne that you can still go buy at Walgreens or <laughs> wherever you might be. You know what I mean? He's, he's Michael Jordan. He's probably one of the most recognizable athletes logo of all time. Something he definitely has to put down as a failure, even bigger than his failed attempt at baseball is him as an executive as an owner of an NBA team. Um, no real playoff success, tons of bad draft moves, bad trades um, under his regime. Why do you think that a guy like Michael Jordan, who's been so successful with everything, had so much lack of success as an owner of his NBA team? And I'll say this too. I've been, it's exciting to see a black man have a majority share in the NBA. He's the one saying that's a right. majority owner. Right, but I never had that pride in him. Like, I always mm. kind of felt like he was dropping the ball in that area. I don't know if it's because it was Michael Jordan. Maybe I would have been happy if it was another brother, but being, being that it's Michael Jordan, I've never felt impressed about his reign as an owner or GM at all. Oh, it's been terrible. I mean, from a personnel yeah. standpoint, trying to put a team together, you can't – there there isn't much to, to defend, right. uh, um, you know – Going after Gordon Hayward for as long as he has, even before he finally got him, and then with his like, what for what? Why? Uh, what was a what? He wanted to trade, trade a bunch of picks for. Uh, remember, he wanted to trade like four or five first round picks for uh for Justice Winslow or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Drafting all these big stiff bums and oh man, it's just weird, man. Like so. So you asked me why that is. You know, I know yeah. this has been brought up a lot when you're a great player. Like him, you expect greatness out of everybody, and and you don't get it in return. You don't know how to deal with that or whatever. I don't, I don't know that it's. I do wonder where, whether he's capable of true self examination 
in terms of, hey, when if he examined himself as an NBA player, all right. he had to do was go work on in the summer. I'm coming back. I'm adding the turnaround jump or whatever it was. When he did that, he he worked on it, right? And he to to get to the hype that, and that's the way he approached it to get it to right. his maximum. What his to maximize his potential, he always could could sort of uh, uh, examine himself and and add to fix whatever. I don't I don't know if he's capable of that as an owner. And when it, that, that's because that's the question. When you've made as many mistakes as he has, are you capable of saying, okay, what am I doing wrong? Right? What where do I need to go at? Again, to maximize my potential in terms of personnel, what am I doing? Do, do I need another guy? Do I need another personnel guy? Because for whatever reason, uh, my eye in terms of putting teams together, uh, I've made bad decisions. I don't know if he's capable of that. And I, who knows? A lot of his bad breaks. I will say this. When you when you bottom line it, if you want to talk about that he's been one of the worst owners, uh, governor, whatever word you want to use today, uh, that's ever really you know done it. And, yeah. and I guess it's been 13 years. I was reading the story today. Think about this, too. Think about this, though. From the business standpoint, Michael Jordan, the businessman that bought this team for the majority stake for two hundred and seventy five million dollars. And now this franchise is worth over one and a half billion dollars. Yeah. Right. So I know Mike never won a championship. He couldn't put a dynasty together like he was part of with the Chicago Bulls. But mm -hmm. in terms of a businessman, in terms right, of. What he bought when he came in yeah. and now where this thing is in terms of what he's going to get back in the return for selling it. Bro, he is the GOAT. He yeah. goes back to me. You're talking about $275 million he bought this mm -hmm. thing for. It's now probably going to, you know, again, he has the majority stake, but it's worth over $1.5 billion. That was in 2020 that it was right. that value to $1.5. So from that standpoint, Mike's going to pull out here and, yeah, we'll say – Great player, failed uh, owner, and we lose. Back to your point, because uh, I'm not sure about the new ownership group to yours. I know one's from the Hawks, one's the minority owner for the Hornets, but he is the only black owner. And so I know, I, you know, if you're not handing yeah. that off to a majority black owner, then you're losing the one that you had. We're we're, yeah. we're we're trying to go the other way. So from that standpoint, it is a you know if it does go to a I'm I'm looking at the uh, Gabe Plotkin. And Rick Schnall, I'm not no, sure. They're brothers. No, they're Those don't sound like brothers. And so you would lose the only black owner uh, again, if unless unless one of these guys is brother. That said, uh, Mike gonna make a lot of money, and and he and yeah. one thing he's been the goat at is is doing that uh, during his career. So again, failed owner, yeah, but uh, in the sense of businessman, very much a success. This uh, I don't know how, but this feels like some type of. He, this is some type of petty shade he's throwing at LeBron some type of way. I don't, I don't know what it is. Hmm. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe. Why not <laughs> stay the owner until, Le, you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, that that's the I'm, one part I'm of it. But, yeah, of yeah. course I'm playing. But, you yeah. know, we all, people always say Jordan does stuff to mess with LeBron. Hey, hey one more. You were going around the league real fast. How, mm -hmm. Let me let me ask you this. How is Lopez past Jaron Jackson as the favorite for defensive player of the year? That's what I want to know, man. That's what people Bro, say. I just looked at FanDuel and Lopez is now the favorite. Yeah, that's what people are saying. I think it's, it might have been because Jaron's numbers are kind of slowed down. He's not having those four or five blocks per game. He's still at 2.1 and, and Lopez at 2.5. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand it because it's crazy. I'm talking about like the total numbers or whatever. But the thing is, like, the like uh, the Bucks have like Giannis and Drew Holiday on their team at the same time. Like, if I said that, if I told you that Brooke Lopez was the third best defender on that team, who, I mean, people would argue with me. You know what I mean? So I don't. I don't get it. Um, it would be a robbery to me, man. Like, Brooke Lopez has played a very long career. He's never won one of these. Jaron, of course, has a longer runway. He'll probably win in several. But I feel like you're robbing this man if, if he doesn't 
get the defensive player of the year award. He had injuries very early in the season. He's totally lost his mind. The Grizzlies have one of the top defenses in the league. Number two. The I don't know, man. Three. Yeah, this, I mean, he's got a better yeah. defense, and the Grizzlies were dead last in defense without him to start the year. And yeah. then they, they go up to as high as number one. They had been number one before they gave up, you know, 138 to Miami. And so better defense, best player on that defense. Again, it feels like all of a sudden they're docking him again for the 17 fewer games played. He's still right. putting up incredible defensive numbers. So yeah, man. I, I, I hope that it. flips back. I hope it flips back. I don't get it at all. Um, I've still got Jaron as my favorite, of course, because um, he's Jaron. But <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I think at the end of the day, man. I think he's gonna be fine. I would. I, if anything, we know he's gonna be all defensive player. I mean, uh, first team. Oh no question. First team about defense. Um, yeah, this whole that whole thing really sucks though. That it seems like they're trying to create a narrative to uh, move Jaron out of the way. Uh, but one narrative that I am kind of excited about is the uh, MVP narrative. Uh, the books are showing that Joel Embiid uh, may be the favorite for MVP right now. Um, I've stated my case against Jokic. I've done this on your show, but I just make this point. When you when you start talking about three times in a row MVP, you're putting yourself in very rare air. You're talking about something that hasn't been done since Larry Bird back in the '80s. No Michael Jordan, no Kobe Bryant, no LeBron James, no Kevin Durant, no whoever, no one, no one in 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 our lifetime. You know, if we're both in our 40s, of us watching basketball in the prime years of our life, no one, no one has ever done it. And I'm not ready to put Nikola Jokic in that club. Not saying he's not an incredible player, but no, that's just not who he is. Now, this year, do I think he's put up an MVP caliber season? Of course he has. But it makes me question the other two before this, if you're about to say this guy has a three-time-in-a-row MVP. And I just can't say that in a league that has Joel Embiid, in a league that has Steph Curry, in a league that has Kevin Durant, I, I'm in a league that has Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's been a monster, a cyborg for the last four or five years. I can't say that Jokic has been the best player in the league three years in a row. And I'm glad to see this narrative coming around. It's like with the, I'm a total reverse of energy, Jason Smith, to what I had for Jerry Jackson Jr. But I'm totally excited that this narrative is about because I am a Jokic hater. As you guys as you guys like to say, I am I have Europhobia. Oh, what's it what's it called? <laughs> oh, that's uh, that, uh yeah. Oh that yeah. uh, Europhobia. Um something that I have you got that Kendrick with. Perkins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you see when Kitchen Pokers was almost crying when uh when Max Keller was saying Jokic is better than James Harden? <laughs> no, but he said that uh Luca was better than James Luka. Harden. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I have been accused of being a uh Europhobe or whatever. Well, here, here here's where you're right, saying you're gonna end up being in right on in terms of uh look look at what's happening here. Phillies won six in a row here. They yeah. they are absolutely peaking, and Embiid's been at the center of that. Um while meanwhile, Denver all of a sudden is like five and five in their last 10. You know, uh, um, um, they've kind of hit a little patch where who knows, maybe they're just getting ready for the playoffs. I'm not going to sit here and say they're they're regressing, but um, what ha- what has happened is Embiid has gotten hot. Philly, he's helped Philly get hot. And now, if you look at record wise, Philly's only one game uh, behind Denver. Win time ring 46 uh, compared to 47 wins for Denver. So you uh, really can't use the well. Jokic is running off with the West when now Philly's got essentially the same record as Denver. Yeah. Here, here's the difference. Saying I've been looking at it ever since you came on our show and talked about well, they're supposed mm-hmm. to be voter fatigue. Why is why is Jokic headed for it? Seems a third yeah. straight these voters about to get to. Him. There is no comparison defensively, like 
Embiid is so much more of a force on right. that end of the floor than Jokic is. And so if you're talking about both ends of the floor now, Embiid is the MVP. He's, he's the best player in the league. He has been at the center of them getting hot here right. lately. And it's not right. offensively. He's doing it on the defensive end. And like we, you talk about Kendrick Perkins, I go back to something he's, uh, on Jokic, can't guard a chair. I mean, compared to Embiid, he cannot guard a chair. And so right. he's doing it on both ends. For a team that's essentially got the same record now, even though they're third in the East compared to Denver's first, it's the same record. So from that standpoint, um, I think this late push here by Joel has pushed him ahead of uh, Jokic, who, yeah, was deserving. But now if you add in, nobody really wants to see him get three straight. And now Embiid is dominating both ends. Mm -hmm. Embiid MVP. So you're going to look right again, sir. Right. Drew Barrett was uh, in the back. He texted me saying that uh, I'm a xenophobe is what I am, that I have a fear of anything foreign. You got me sounding like uh, Clayton Bigsby up here a little bit, uh, Drew Bear. <laughs> a black a black xenophobe. <laughs> Man, what's up with you? Man, how you got a wind Bro, time? I, 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 I've been trying. I mean, you you can't get a – I'm trying to send you signals without tape, but I got, I've got i got furniture right outside. And so what's so, up? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to wrap this up, though, man. It's trying to come in right now. It's a Friday. We got furniture, we got furniture coming yeah. in the house. All right, well, uh, yeah, you trying to signal me and I ain't signaling. All right, you guys been listening to uh, the grind season. We appreciate y'all. Continue to listen, subscribe on the free Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts. For Jason, come on, help me unload this furniture. Yeah, I got some on the way. Send location for Jason Smith, who's about to go unload a truck. Man, you better get you some, some real moving company, man. For Jason I, Smith. Got, I got the belt for my back. <laughs> the Hulk Hogan junk for Jason Smith. This is Andrew the same. Drew Barrett in the back. We'll see y'all and keep grinding.